0: There are gaming genres that are old as time itself, such as adventure games like The Legend of Zelda, or platformers like Mario, or RPGs such as Final Fantasy, but every now and then, a new game comes around that creates a new genre that takes the world by storm. In the early 90s, you had the first-person shooter craze, which is still very dominant today. In the mid-90s, you had RTS games, a real-time strategy, and they took over with games like Command & Conquer, Warcraft, and Starcraft, and we have continued to see it happen many times since then. There are new games and experiences being released constantly, so why did these games rise above the rest and become mainstream while others didn't? Is it an evolutionary change or something more revolutionary that causes a spark? Let's take a look at some of the more recent genres that seemingly came out of nowhere, try to find patterns, and see if we can deduce what might be the next big genre to take over the gaming world. This week, on the Video Games Podcast. First-person shooters weren't anything new in 2017, and neither was Mill sims as both of these genres had existed for decades. However, in 2017, PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds took the world by storm, and in just the first six hours of release, the game had netted more than a million dollars in revenue, and in just 16 days, had sold over a million copies. This is very impressive for a game that started out as a mod, and that was still in early access. By the end of 2017, PUBG was a phenomenon a game that was trending everywhere from game of the year lists to leading the views on popular streaming sites PUBG wasn't even the first major battle royale to market as Player unknown himself helped consult with Sony for H1Z1's King of the Hill mode that incorporated a similar mechanic. And there was plenty of games that had some semblance of a battle royale from armor mods to DayZ mods and others. Battle royales became more than just a flash in the pan as many big publishers rushed to create battle royales to get in on the craze. And shortly after the success of PUBG, many competitors came to market, including Fortnite's with pivoted from its Save the World mechanic, Call of Duty with Blackout, which became a pillar of their annual release, and then Apex Legends from Respawn that combine aspects of Battle Royale and popular hero shooters. Today... Of the most popular games around, they are either Battle Royale or have aspects of it. Warzone, Call of Duty's free-to-play Battle Royale mode, is constantly near the top of streaming charts and has hundreds of millions of downloads, and we even still see future announcements for upcoming Battle Royales that prove that this genre is here to stay roguelikes have exploded into their own genre over the past decade and even more so the last couple of years and similar to battle royales the foundation for this genre dates back to the early 80s when a game called rogue was released for systems like the commodore and the atari This is where the term roguelites or roguelikes have originated from, as the original rogue featured permanently dying, which results in losing all items, health, and progress. Games that have a very similar mechanic to this formula would be classified as a roguelike because they are like rogue. Games that feature some of the elements of a rogue would be classified as a rogue-lite because they are a light or a diet-based version of rogue. And typically, in rogue-lites, dying restarts all progress. However, in most cases, items or upgrades can carry over, like in Hades or Dead Cells. Even though death and the progress restarts, you still feel as though you're able to level up your character and make a better run the next time. Rogue, rogue Roguelites, and Roguelikes have fully expanded to the mainstream from games that include high-profile and big-budget exclusive games from Sony, including Returnal and Deathloop, to the independent deck builders like Slay the Spire or Monster Train if there is an easy trend to see with all new gaming genres that explode it's that mods typically lead to something very interesting multiplayer online battle arenas or mobas spawn as a mod from real-time strategy games and even though i've never played a true moba i can very much appreciate their popularity Since their first major mod from StarCraft and about 10 years of tinkering with the original mod's formula, MOBAs gained traction with games following quickly including major titles from Valve including Dota 2, League of Legends from Riot and Heroes of the Storm from Blizzard and all of these titles were released in a short span of a few years between 2009 for League, 2013 for Dota 2 and 2015 for Heroes of the Storm. MOBAs still feel in their infancy but seem to have solidified their place as a major genre. One of the latest MOBAs might have one of the greatest chances of any releases since 2015 with Pokemon Unite, combining the mass appeal of MOBAs with the worldwide craze of Pokemon. After being released for Nintendo Switch in July of 2021 and then on mobile in September of 2021, Pokemon Unite already has over 25 million downloads, according to the Pokemon Company. Similar to Dota 2 and League of Legends, Pokemon Unite is also free to play, which makes trying the game that much easier. As we have learned from these most recent examples, the next big genre likely already exists somewhere in its infancy. New gaming genres are almost always a evolutionary change that sees genres get tweaked and refined until suddenly all the elements align properly and create what seems to be lightning in a bottle. Popular mods of existing games don't always mean that a genre will cross into the mainstream. There have been popular mods that became too niche that enough people can't get into it such as Auto Chess mod that also came from MOBAs. A couple years ago, the popular mod garnered enough attention that multiple clones from multiple studios were developed, but I think the popularity fizzled out and didn't show the lasting success of some of these other genres. The common denominator for most of these games that became massive is that they are all based off an existing formula, and free to play is quite the recurring pattern. For battle royales, you have games like Warzone and Apex that are both free to play, and then with MOBAs, you have Dota, League, and Pokemon Unite also all being free. I can't think of any rogue type that has been free to play, which means that free to play isn't a necessity for the next big mainstream genre, but more of a common occurrence. Trying to predict the next big genre is not an easy thing to do and if it was then EA and Activision would be all over the next big genre and one of the big patterns that get noticed is that it usually isn't the first mod that breaks through or the first attempt but instead it takes iterations and refinement before it finally becomes suitable for the mainstream. You also need a level of uncertainty to the games that will make people want to return time and time again whether playing or watching on a stream. One genre that currently exists that I think has yet to reach its full potential is asymmetrical multiplayer games. That there have been attempts like Evolved that floundered and games like Dead for Daylight that have found some cult success. But I still think that there is something here that is yet to be discovered. This genre has inclusion for all players, whether that be for squads or solos. And I think the bigger potential player base, the greater potential success. The other area where I can see a game breaking through and staying popular is something designed around streaming. When you look at a game like Among Us, which is based around social deduction skills and streaming for an audience, you can see how it was able to become a massive success, and that was all you could hear about for a few months. Among Us was likely boosted in popularity due to the pandemic. You also see interactive survival horror games like entries from the Dark Pictures Anthology that skyrocket to the top of the streaming charts when they first release. It's not a huge leap to see that the world is only getting more and more connected and interactive, and finding a way to incorporate that into a more mainstream genre leads to a greater potential audience. Sony and Supermassive tried something that incorporated a close group of friends with Hidden Agenda that used the PlayLink feature, but that was limited to being social with people on the same couch as you but I think that something in the realm of interactive social gaming has yet to find its way especially since we have seen the way that the world has changed since 2020 that's all for this week's episode of the video games podcast I hope you enjoyed the show if you did consider subscribing if you haven't already and please remember to be nice to your fellow gamer but more importantly be nice to your fellow human